This is Abnormal Entertainment. Hello everyone. The PS Carnival would like to introduce you to the coming topics of Banter, bullets, bitches, booze, blowers, and banging b-holes. With a dynamic duo of Big Brown, Salas, gonna put some knowledge in your mouth. Every Wednesday at abnormalentertainment.com. Mouth explosion. Oh. everybody and welcome to Put It Together. This is Daniel Garza. This, uh, thank you for joining me for another cool episode of Put It Together. I want to start off by thanking my bosses at Abnormal Entertainment. Thank you Kevin and Cam for, uh, for allowing me to come to you once a week. Uh, that's Cam Harston and Kevin Moyers. Thank you so much guys for Allowing me to be part of a such a great network, Abnormal Entertainment. And you can find all of our shows on abnormalentertainment.com. Make sure you go by there and check them out. We have some really great shows. And let me run down the list real quick. Because I, I, last week I forgot to mention the names. But we've got some really talented and fun people on our, on our team. You can start off on Sundays. On Sundays we've got the Atomic Fallout Society. And you can catch David Sabal and Tony Sabal. Catch their show, really good stuff. On Monday, we've got The Future of Man with Jerry Wachowski and Scott Baldwin. On Tuesdays, we've got Cinema Head Cheese, the podcast, because there's a blog and a podcast. And that's with uh, Jeff Dolniak, David Hayes, and Kevin Moyers, our own Kevin Moyers. On Wednesday, catch me. I'll put it together every Wednesday morning. Uh, it starts the new episodes every Wednesday. Um, plus, my brothers, Matthew Brown and Sean Salas, uh, also with, uh, on Wednesdays, the BS Carnival. Catch these guys. We actually, I'm pretty proud of them because we, we started together, uh, uh, put it together, and the BS Carnival were launched on the same day. So they are my production brothers. I love, I love listening to the show. They're so crazy. On Thursdays, you can catch Raise Your Spirits with Kevin Kevin. On Fridays, on the way down with my sweet, sweet dear buddy, Matt Grenier. He's got some really good stuff on his show. Go catch it. And uh, Unprotected Sports with Tony and the Lion. And that's with Tony Hughes and Leo Warshawski on Fridays. So if you're a sports fan, that's definitely the show for you. And then Saturdays, Kevin hates everything. And uh, and uh, on the email that we got, I have to say it, Kevin. He says, Kevin, I have too many goddamn shows, Moyers. Um, he's all over the place. But we love Kevin, and he's a really cool guy. And then um, and then there's a lot of um, a lot of the archives. Uh, you can go and catch um, uh, Success the Podcast with Cam Harston. Some really risque, interesting stuff on that show. 
I'm learning a lot about my bosses listening to them. Um, Ain't Dead Yet with David Hayes and Kevin Moyers. And then you can also catch, um, it's not on that list, but let me find it. It is um, The Grim Facts every Wednesday. So go catch The Grim Facts. Uh, I'm sorry, every day. The Grim Facts come out every day. And um, Donovan Grimm, it's about a minute long, so you can catch those on a daily basis. Again, we've got something for everybody. If you're into podcasts, if you like listening to podcasts, we've got something for everybody. There's a little bit for everything. Um, and of course, you can come back and listen to my stuff, which um, now you can also listen on Stitcher. So download Stitcher on your phone, and my promo code is put it together. All one word, put it together. Um, so you can go anywhere and, and listen to uh, the podcast Anyway, you can download it on your iPhone, on your smartphone, and uh, but again, if you if you have Stitcher, put it together, and uh, I, I don't use it, but as far as I know, um, it'll automatically update the new episode when it when it's posted. So make sure you go check that out. And I want to thank our sponsors over at Adam and Eve, and I am pulling up their website as we are speaking. Um, Adam and Eve, adult products. Um, again, I'm. Uh, I tell the folks over at Adam and Eve that uh, I will be happy to test drive some of their products. You can go to AdamandEve.com. Adam and Eve, America's most trusted source for adult products, with 100% secure shopping, um, over 7.4 million satisfied customers over 40 years that's 40 years in the business 7.4 million satisfied customers I want to get satisfied they've got money back guarantee they're discreet in their shipping and you get a free get at $17 so make sure you go check and there's some really cool stuff there is also a um, clearance section uh, so go check it out there's DVDs there's vibrators or dildos anything uh, you can imagine for Heterosexual uh, and homosexuals, uh, whatever your taste, whatever your color, whatever you're into, uh, again, Adam and Eve, America's most trusted source for adult products. Check them out at adamandeve.com and let them know that we sent you. So if you um, go check them out, make sure you uh, put in the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D. That's my code. That'll let them know that I sent you. And it's uh, PIT, which is put it together, pod for podcast, P-I-T-P-O-D. So go check them out, guys. Adam and Eve, America's most trusted source for adult products. And um, today, I, it's a pretty cool show. I was able to talk to a gentleman yesterday. His name is Daniel Bauer. And Daniel Bauer is labeled as the successor to Howard Houdini. I was able to talk with him yesterday, and you'll be able to listen to this interview in a little while. Um, you can go check him out at, uh, I, again, I will put his Facebook on my page, um, on my Facebook page. So make sure you go to the Put It Together Facebook page. And again, um, so many so many things you can, you can go and find me. I have, um, of course, Put It Together, the podcast. You can find me on YouTube or on Facebook under Lil Mexican Production. That's L-I-L-M-E-S 
I-C-A-N Productions. L-I-L-M-E-S. I-C-A-N. Little Mexican. Yeah, it's like Mexican, but with an S instead of an X. Go find me. Like the page. Go to Facebook and put, put it together. You'll find the page to that. Become a friend. Like me. Please like me. Um, I want to get more followers on that page. Um, but yes, de uh, so so yeah, Facebook, uh, put it together, or Little Mexican Productions. Go find me, and you will see all the links to all the stories. But I had a chance to talk to Daniel Bauer yesterday. He's a magician. Again, he's the successor to Howard Houdini. Um, he's an HIV-AIDS activist. He's gay. Um, pretty good-looking dude, if I said so. He's a pretty hot guy. And he says his, um, he will say his uh, website on the, on the recording, but it's livingpositively.com. And it's living, L-I-V-I-N-G, positively, P-O-Z-I-T-I-V-E-L-Y.com. So check him out. I will put his website on the Put It Together page. So make sure you go by there and check it out. He's got some really cool things coming up. We had a really cool conversation. Again, you'll be able to listen to that in a couple of minutes. We had a really intense, awesome conversation about HIV and AIDS and stigma and how you can help and how adults can help the younger generation not be infected. How we can help adults because there's still adults out there that don't know about HIV and AIDS and that really breaks my heart. Um, to know that there are people that are getting infected just because they don't have the proper information and that sometimes and, and let's face it sometimes there's organizations like churches and schools and government officials that refuse to let people tap into this type of information which is actually they're not doing you any good by keeping this from you they're hurting you it's what you know it's one of those situations that what you don't know could kill you it's like sending you to war without a gun why would you go have sex without protection or without knowing your status or without knowing your partner's status? It's really important. So I'm going to go ahead and stop talking now and I'm going to introduce, this is Daniel Bauer and my conversation with him. Excuse the recording. This was the first time I did a long distance interview and it was done on Skype over my computer. So there are some glitches in the sound. So don't let that tear you apart. Um, go back and re-listen to it, but I'm going to stop it here, and uh, I introduce to you guys Daniel Bauer, the successor to Howard, Howard Houdini, and this is my interview. Okay, folks, so uh, I'm really excited to have uh, a, my guest this week, and actually, this is the first long-distance guest. We usually have them here in the studio, but uh, I actually found Daniel on Facebook. He was kind of connected with other people and I saw his name, I saw his picture uh, and I was really excited to connect with him and he was really kind to accept and we kind of rescheduled the uh, time a couple of times. But he's Daniel Bauer, the successor to Howard Houdini and uh, Daniel, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great out here on the West Coast, enjoying my mango ice cream before bedtime. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for staying up and, and talking to me. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let, let's go back a little bit in time. Um, I found you because of your magic, and then I went to your website, and I'll, I'll make sure to put the link on there. And But if you want to go ahead and say your website, 
What's the link? Sure, it's livingpositively.com, and that's livingpos, P-O-Z-I-T-I-V-E-L-Y.com. Cool. So I went on there, and I, the more I started reading, the more I was truly impressed and amazed with all the work that you do. Um, how many hats do you wear? So I, I wear a ton of hats, um, from being uh, an activist, uh, an HIV activist, from a blogger, uh, an escape artist, a magician, okay. <laughs> um, you know, peer counseling, I'm, I'm uh, just about to finish my first book as an author, uh, so um, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, you know, a friend, a lover, <laughs> Awesome. So, all of that stuff. Um, if you had to pick a favorite from one of those? Could you? Magic and escape. The arts of magic and escape. That would be your favorite? It's my passion ever since I was eight years old. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's start with that then. How did that start? So, uh, I, when I was eight years old, um, and, and I grew up in this big family, seven brothers, mom and dad, way upstate New York. And, um, uh, you know, after we had blown out the uh, candles on the Carvel ice cream cake, uh, they put a box in front of me, and I unwrapped it really quickly. And it was a Blackstone Harry Jr. magic kit. Uh, and it was that moment that I felt love for the first time. I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> and I, I swear, I took that box and I went lightning speed up to my room, slammed the door, and I just immersed myself into that magic kit. And it, it, it was love at first sight. Love at first sight. Cool. So, um, so magic came into your life. You fell in love with it. Um, Obviously, all through your teenage years to your adult. Um, I guess touching a little bit, when did you find out you were positive? So, um, the escape artistry is a big backbone of me finding out that I was um, HIV. Uh, in fact, I would not have known um, I was HIV probably until maybe I would have gotten some asymptomatic you know, things going on. Um, I was preparing uh, to secure some severe funding from an international brand uh, that was very interested in um, financing or sponsoring a major uh, worldwide tour, which was called Alive um, at the time, back in 2002. And uh, they required me to go in and get all these physical tests for insurance purposes to make sure that I had a full, clean bill of health before they signed on to this deal. And to my surprise, I had gotten a call back a couple weeks after these tests that I had taken and uh, was told by the doctors um, that I had tested reactive HIV antibodies. Oh, wow. How does... You're about to go on this really great adventure. How does that affect you? So there were a lot of, there were a lot of things kind of happening simultaneously at that point in a period of my life. Um, I, uh, my partner who I was with, Alex, um, when I was going in for all of this testing and I was, you know, telling him, Hey, you know, we're about to get ready to go on the road, you know, make sure you have all of your social life together here. Cause you know, he was going to head out on the bus with me. And, um, uh, before I actually even got the results, he ended up leaving. He packed his stuff up and he left and I came home one night from rehearsal and he was gone. So, you know, my first inkling is that I have a feeling it was, in fact, I know it was him who gave it to me because he's the only person that I've ever, ever had unprotected sex with. Um, so I'm kind of like sitting in this doctor's office and I'm like, you know, crap, like, did he, did I, did, like, 
you know, how, like, what the hell? You know, it was a very big shock factor for me. And uh, at the same time, I'm kind of brushing off the news off my, my shoulder, like, all right, well, this is not going to be a big deal. What do we need to do to manage this? Let's let's just figure this out. Uh, you know, what's the deal? What's my health like? Is there anything that I'm going to be restricted from doing? And, um, you know, I got to be on the road in, in a few weeks, you know, whatever. And um, uh, so that's kind of where I, where I left it. And then from there, uh, the international brand that was going to be sponsoring this project had pulled me into their offices very short after, shortly after my diagnosis, and had told me now that the, the actual event, the, the tour, had become a liability. The production itself had become a liability. Oh, wow. Kind of an underlying ghost language for the, you know, hey, you're HIV, we really don't want you. Right. So what year is this? So this is all happening in 2002. Oh, wow. So that's not really that long ago. It's, it's ten years ago. This is my this is my tenth year anniversary. Uh, ten years of, of, of living with HIV. With HIV. All right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. We're almost in the same. I'm from two thousand, so we're wow. we're in that same group. Uh, so yeah. Survivors. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, we we and we look good. So that's the cool thing. Damn shit. It's all the it's all the muscles. <laughs> <laughs> make sure make sure folks who are listening. I'm gonna put the website on the Facebook page. Check them out. Daniel is not only a really cool guy, but he's good looking too, so check him out. Um, so, okay, so now you're positive. They pulled the deal on you. What next? So, um, I didn't know where to go from here. Um, and, and let me, I had no idea what to do. I didn't have a backup plan in my life. So, um, you know, God forbid you, you hear life-changing news. I don't know what to do, or I didn't know at that point in time of my life what to do with life-changing news, because everything was pretty much spoon-fed to me, you know, for my whole life. So, what do I do? So, with this very, very, you know, with this news, I was very, very ashamed. So, I had a lot of people working for me uh, at this time that were a part of this project, but they had no idea that the sponsorship deal was off, but I never told them that. Oh, wow. Because I couldn't come to terms with the fact that I had been diagnosed and that I believe the diagnosis was the reason that this, this company had pulled out. I couldn't come to terms with that face-to-face -face with myself or to anybody around me. So it was actually that weekend after getting that news, I ended up going out dancing at one of the big legendary nightclubs here in New York City, uh, Roxy, uh, where I've headlined at. And um, I was, was with friends uh, back in a VIP room and I got introduced to Crystal Meth that night. Oh, wow. And um, it, that one night turned into a complete year, um, horrifying, horrifying year, horrifying year of self-destruction. I became the worst beast you could possibly imagine. Um, wow. Well, I, I can only imagine from my personal story, finding out that you're positive and, and the anger and the frustration that comes with that. Now you add drugs to the mix. And it just enhances what you're already feeling. So you must have been one really pissed off dude. I, yeah, I, my dream was gone and the crystal meth was allowing me to remain in this state of fantasy land because I didn't want to lose the life that I had built, you know, ups, you know, 28 years of living with me was, was shot. I allowed it to be shot down the tubes. In other words, I'm the one who's died. It was my choice to go out that following weekend after I'd gotten the news and it was my choice to say hey I want to feel numb in the brain for a while I don't want to feel reality right now I don't know how I'm going to handle this I didn't ask for help 
wasn't honest about what was going on with everybody, and and I because I was too ashamed of who I was living with HIV, and that was probably the biggest mistake I ever made in my life. So how long were you in the addiction? So I was in addiction for about a year. Uh, I had a forced intervention in 2003. Wow. Um, so uh, it was a pretty pretty disastrous forced intervention, but it was an intervention that saved my life. That's a pretty. I mean, in comparison to uh, a lot of people, it's it's a pretty short career, uh, addiction career. So you were fortunate to just be in there for a year and come out of it. Well, I um, I would have been dead had I not been found. Uh, that's where this was going. I mean, I you know now I I'm I'm you know six three. I weigh 215, 20 pounds. I'm, I'm muscle. And back then, I was weighing, what, 140, 130 wow. soaking um, starting out very big. I had been evicted from my apartments, living on the streets of New York, couch surfing, stealing anywhere and everywhere I could. Wow. Smoked my entire life away. Uh, I sold everything and anything, uh, whether it was materialistic or on myself. Um, and it was at the very end where I found myself sneaking back to upstate New York from the city and um, my parents had actually caught me sleeping in the basement, hiding under sleeping bags and blankets. Really? And um, they had called the uh, state troopers, the New York state troopers, and the troopers took me out. Wow. So what would Daniel today tell Daniel of 2002? You know, that, that, is, a, that is a good question. I think I ask myself that question all of the time. And... Um, I'm not sure if what I would say to Daniel 10 years ago, if I were that Daniel, I would have listened because I was too arrogant and cocky. But if I, I would say, you know what, um, just because somebody says no, no matter what the reason is, whether it was my HIV or whatever, don't give up. Cool. Find somebody who will take you just the way you are for all of your brilliance and all of your wonderfulness. Yeah. and fight for that dream. Don't give up that dream. So, right before the interview, you um, you asked me to make sure that we talked about stigma. Yeah. About, about the stigma about, about HIV and AIDS in the United States. And I just had a show about three weeks ago where we talked about uh, one of my friends who's a long-term survivor and uh, dating and being in a relationship and finding jobs and even though it's 2012, people still have this idea that it's only a gay issue, that it's only sexual, that many people don't want to be around you because of fear of infections. And I was very—I made a joke on that show and told them, just because you listen to the show, you're not going to get infected. So uh, what has been your, because you have a, a, a career in front of the public, what has been your uh, relationship with stigma? Sure. So um, I, uh, you know, I, look, there's, there's two ends of the spectrums. People will kiss my butt in front of my face, <laughs> and, and it's not because I'm pretty. <laughs> We're talented. They do. But behind my back, they will have no problem saying, oh, that's the magician with AIDS, or oh, that's the magician with HIV, or oh, you really can't date him, or oh, you really can't have sex with him, or, you know, and then all these other stigmas, oh, well, he's gay, so he definitely has it, or or, oh, he's got HIV, so that means he's definitely gay. And um, it, it was funny. I was just giving, uh, I debuted a new speaking program that I'm, I'm delivering to youth now called Blunt Talk. 
and uh, I wanted to break down the stigma to these young kids and talk about sexuality and what they're doing behind closed doors. Okay. And um, in my family, there are two people. One person has already died of AIDS, and oh, that wow. was my baby brother that I just buried in 2010, who's a heterosexual. Oh, my condolences. Yeah, thank you. Um, this, this disease does not discriminate. And um, I, I think we are way behind the times in educating the nation about this. Now, I'll give you a very, very clear example. Ten minutes before you signed on to Skype, uh, there is somebody who newly added me onto Facebook, and it was a girl. And she had told me she was raped or something. And um, she said that the guy, she feels like she has AIDS because she's really sick. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm way out of my element. I'm not a counselor. I should, I'll just listen to her and, and try to find an AIDS hotline to point her to because I... This, you know, this is, I'm, I'm not a therapist by any means. Right. Um, but she's like, you know, it's not like I can, she, you know, she's saying things to me like, it's not like I can pass it on to a guy because I'm a female. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. And she's like, well, I think the guy was from Africa. And that's how I got it. I'm like, wow, <laughs> really? Like, the way, like, you know, so I, I just had to ask Sorry. Her, you know, I, it's crazy, right? So I had to ask her, I'm like, where do you live? And she's like, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> and I'm like, is there, I feel like there's certain metropolitan areas that just get it. Uh, and then, like, maybe we're sort of stuck somewhere in the Midwest and there's a language that's going on there. Or, um, but not even so, because actually there were a couple kids here in this high school thing that I did here in New York City uh, that really didn't have a full understanding about the virus versus AIDS and one of my pet peeves is that we're in the year 2012 and people are still getting infected with all the information, all, all everything that's out there. All, people like, and I'll say like you and I, who are out there and talking about it and open about our situation, that kids and, and adults are still getting infected. What's your opinion on that? You know, here's my opinion. You know, um, I am... Uh I'm thinking there's not enough education in this world. I don't think there's enough talk, and I think the HIV epidemic has been brushed under the rug, conversation-wise, okay. um, since the Ryan White era. Um, everyone was so afraid of it, and now that there's so much medication out there, what's there to be afraid of? Nobody senses the fear anymore. But yet, they sense the fear when they talk about it, right? Oh, he's got HIV. Oh, I got it. That's okay. I can just take a pill. Off. So you think? Th do you think the medication played a big part in losing its power or its effect or its fear factor? I think the medication along with the combination of the nation for, uh, you know, sort of the health department as a whole, uh, you know, at the federal level, um, sort of cutting off the dialogue about HIV full-fledged and keeping it in the eye of the media or in the eye of, you know, as a focus point of conversation that's happening in our nation. So. How do we bring it back? How do we bring the information or, and I don't want to say fear, let's say respect. How do we bring back the respect to HIV and AIDS so that people are not infected? So here, here's my theory on this. I think there's a, there's a two-part piece that I think is, is, would be a great solution. And this is just my own personal opinion. Okay. Um, I think we need to strengthen our grassroots um, uh, conversations. But I think we need to do it as a unity. I think there are too many HIV activists out there I think there's a lot of activists like you and me and others that I've worked with, from like PazIam.com, you know, from other social networks, that if we were to sit in the same room, it would be phenomenal. And a campaign or how we would, you know, kind of come up with a recipe to fight stigma at a grassroots level and bring a greater awareness would be awesome. 
But I think there's activism going on that's in a clique. Ah, okay. among, among other people living with HIV here in the United States, who I think are only doing this because they want to stand tall on the pedestal. And I have yet to break down those barriers. I'm trying. <laughs> um, and I think it's causing a blockage for people who are living with HIV AIDS that really want to bring a bold message and really deliver a message of life that I think would bring a greater awareness to our youth today um, from allowing that to happen. Secondly, the nation is not doing enough on its own from the national standpoint. We have this incredible strategy, right? The new national HIV AIDS strategy. It sounds so pretty. It looks so pretty on paper. Kind of like uh, Legally Blonde, you know, you sniff the resume and it <laughs> smells pretty pretty with the uh, perfume. Uh, wow, thank you for creating the strategy, but if it's such, a, if there's such a growing issue here or a growing concern, why is the Health Not Department, uh, you know, not taking equal commitment like to the tobacco campaigns, tobacco-free campaigns? Why are we not doing commercials on TV? Why are we not talking about, you know, safe sex on TV? Why is there not a healthy sexual campaign that is in the eye of the medium? Right. The media. We know teens are having sex. We know adults are having sex. We know seniors are having sex. But nobody right. wants to talk about right. it. Because <laughs> I've seen some commercials, and I think the only station that I've seen them on is Logo, which will play random HIV commercials. And yeah. he here in L.A., you can drive down into uh, West Hollywood and see signs up. But you, you touched on something that, that caught my attention. Do you think parents are dropping the ball, teachers, um, the clergy, uh, who do, I mean, obviously we're not getting information to the kids, who's not getting it to them? Is it is it our responsibility as the affected community, or should we count on the parents to do their own part? Well, um, you know, I think it needs to be a combination. Um, I, th I think that, but, but you know, it ultimately comes down to the young adult, to so the teenager. And, um, you know, when I was my age, I didn't want to hear anybody else's message. I was going to do whatever I wanted to do anyway. And I learned the hard way, you know, and um, I became infected. And to be honest with you, I wish I wasn't infected every single day of my life. I wake up I, and wish yeah. it was gone. I yeah. do. Yeah. I do. I, 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 I agree with that part of there. I, there's I, nothing I wouldn't give back for my health. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to live a long and healthy life, absolutely. But I don't want to live it like this. Right. I mean, it, it sucks. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. So I think this is the message. It sucks to have to live it like this. It's the message we need to get to our youth today. I think we need to be very hardcore and blunt about the message. I think way back in the day, we were too PC about it. Uh, everyone was too scared to talk about it. But youth are not responding to this PC, you know, safe conversation that's happening in the classroom. Right. I think there needs to be a bold conversation with bold faces like you and me, young faces, young voices that are out there who are not afraid to show their face on TV, their voice on TV, and hop from high school room to high school room to campus to campus to campus and tell our stories. That's a, that's a really good... Uh, fortunately, you're out in the East Coast, I'm in the West Coast, so we can, like, meet in the middle and take over oh, the whole <laughs> <laughs> with your magic trips and, and my Spanish we've got all the markets covered um, yeah I, I mean my, my, my biggest question would be hey President Obama and your CDC Center for Control or whatever your health department why don't we put some money together that creates a conversation in a campaign that does education in a brand new bold way right. it's not PC it's not DVDs it's not safe textbooks 
it's real life stories that make a difference. Yeah, because I think just like you say, um, looking at you, looking at me, people on the street would not assume, and that's that. And that's great. That that's what we work on. That's why we take our medications. That's why we go to the doctor. That's where we're productive. That's where we're able to do what we love to do. But I don't think people see what's going on behind closed doors. The medication, the doctor's visits, the worries when you're having sex. The the fi I'm single, so finding partners or and, and I'm not very sexual. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me about that. But um, finding <clears throat> finding a boyfriend, just dating is so hard to. Uh, you know, there's there's never the right time to tell somebody. Oh, you know, do you want to go to Chipotle or? Uh, <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> I'm HIV positive. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There is not a right time. You just so I have come up for me personally. Within ten minutes of talking to someone, whether I meet them on the internet or wherever else, um, hey, by the way, I'm HIV positive. Handle it, yes. Handle it, no. Yes or no. Check a box, and that's it. Because I don't want to waste my time emotionally, intellectually, or anywhere else. Because either you can handle it, you're educated. You're up at the times, or you're not. Have you ever heard the the answer when they say, "Oh, I'm not worried about it"? I uh, I have heard that from from guy, and I actually have had uh, partners who are neg who are negative, and uh, we've had very long relationships. And we're very safe with the sex, and very we understand what you know universal precautions. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody should be practicing sex universal precautions, or at least we should be talking about universal precautions yeah. uh, um, more. You know, so um. I'm gonna. I was gonna do thirty minutes, but I think this conversation is too good. So, we're, if you don't mind, let's go a little longer. Yeah, um, sure. Um. So you were talking about the PC part, and I agree with you. I think for a long time, as soon as PC kicked in, we we started sugarcoating the reality of things. So, right now, on put it together, and this is because the show is called Put It Together. We want to give folks choices and and give them options so they can put their own life together and make it work for them. Without sugarcoating the message, what would you tell young kids about unprotected sex? This is what I tell them. I tell them it's the most goddamn amazing feeling in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. I, what, am I going to sugarcoat it? Oh, no. I do it. I use the exact same words that I tell the kids in my talks. And okay. I have the DVDs to prove it. And then scream out loud, chanting and cheering very loudly. And I tell them that it is the most orgasmic sex I've ever had in my entire life. It is. I like the risk. I like the knowing there's nothing between us. Da-da-da-da-da. The reality is, here's what I have to face now as a result. Because I did not walk down to a testing center with my partner at the time. I was in a drunken stupor moment, the, sh the champagne cork was popped, and I didn't even second guess whether my partner was positive or even if I was positive. Right. I didn't even know my status. We should have easily have gone down and gotten tested and worn the condom for that night and all the other nights, and at least have known so that we could have protected ourselves uh, in the future. But I didn't do that. I didn't think anything of it. Okay. And um, so what I would tell you today is, you know what, we're having sex, you want to do it, you want to be unprotected, you, play, you, you know what, know your partner's status, go get tested, okay. go get tested. If you want an absolute, whatever it is you want to do, and you 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 think you're with the person who you're going to love for, for the rest of your life, and you're there, and you just, you want to feel that unprotected sex vibe, and you just, you got to have it, then go get tested. 
So, and sticking on, we're going to, let's not sugarcoat the rest of the conversation. Um, what would you tell somebody who says, oh, if, I, if I'm if i in fact dead, I can just take medication? Well, yes, they can take medication. And along with the medication, they should take a GPS sensor thing so they can route out bathroom, uh, public bathroom stops for like the first couple of weeks because the diarrhea kicked my ass. <laughs> Um, I remember that. It still does. No, it still does. Um, I'm now in my second regimen. I'm not taking one pill a day. I'm not taking five pills a day. Um, You know, there's sometimes that I puke when I get up in the morning. I still still have nausea feelings. So by all means, yep, absolutely, you can take the medication. But let me tell you, there are a lot of exciting gifts that come with it that are pretty, pretty, pretty. And, um, you know, stock up on toilet paper, barf bags. Yeah, that's the stuff they don't tell you in the pamphlets, do they? <laughs> I know. It doesn't come you know, in the handout. So great, but so is my diarrhea. Yeah. And uh, that's the reality of it. It's, you know. And they don't really show that in the big print on the magazine articles, do they, either? When they show the pretty cute guys that are on medication. They oh, should, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they yeah, should yeah. show so, them in the toilet puking or with diarrhea, and then that would make people think a little... Um, What's your view on, because, again, I'm single, and I'll admit, today was the first day. I, I'd never belonged to it. I joined Grinder, and um, I am so mortified on my first day that I think I'm going to delete it. Um, and I did it mainly because I just wanted some physical interaction. I'm so yeah. tired of being single that I just wanted, yeah. but now I'm afraid of having anonymous sex because I don't want to be responsible. What's your opinion on folks who go out for anonymous sex and don't ask the question? So I, I can tell you because I, I you know, I, I peruse social <laughs> networking. Um, you know, well, we're young and hot. Why shouldn't we? Uh, you know, um, and uh, there are, you know, it, it, it's, it's, again, it is, I believe it is up to an individual whether to disclose, but also to take the responsibility to make sure you're protecting anybody whom you are physical with. Um, I think it is the moral thing to disclose your status to anyone you are going to have intercourse with or engage in any risky behavior with um, so that there is an absolute complete understanding of what's going on. Uh, You know, anything sexually. You know, there are guys that I know that I know are positive on Grindr and like Adam for Adam and all these other sites that I know for a fact are positive and are absolutely stating they are negative online and are hooking up. Isn't that horrible? Doesn't that just turn your stomach? It's... It's great. But, and... So, let's move on to, to parents and teachers. Because I, I know that teachers can't disclose too much because I used to do education in schools and I would have to go across the street from the school so that kids could get the condoms because I wasn't allowed to hand them out in schools, in yeah. high schools. What can, as, 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 as gay positive men who are successful in what we're doing, what can we tell parents to stop them from being so scared of talking to their kids? Um, they just need to talk to their kids. They just, they, you know, I, I, I don't think, I think it depends on the relationship in the family. Uh, to be honest with you, I could not have the conversation of sex with my parents. I never had to talk with birds and the bees. I had to figure it all out on my own. Right. 
Um, I didn't even know what a blowjob was until I was like 14 or 15. I don't know. They were making fun of me on the school bus, and I had no idea what the hell they were saying. They were saying, blowjobs. I'm like, what well, the hell's a blowjob? Um, I had no idea what any of this stuff was. But also at that time, AIDS wasn't really, you know, right. uh, you know, whatever it was, or, or it was just, just coming out at the beginning of the, the Ryan White story, so I didn't think anything of it. But parents really need to, need to, you know what, they need to provide the material, and I think they just need to have the conversation and kind of communicate, hey, you know what, you need to talk about you're being sexual with somebody, I'd rather know you're being sexual with somebody, and let's have a conversation about it, because I'm your mom, I'm your dad, I'm your guardian, and I want to make sure you're safe, and I want you to feel safe with your feelings and your emotions. I think that is the kind of approach that parents need to take towards their kids today. They need to create sort of a safe haven where, you know, their 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 children, you know, their 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 young growing adults are going to, you know, know that they can bring this conversation back into the house and be okay with it. Cool. Um, what message? Because I I meet gay people who still in this day and age don't really know, like friends of mine who find out that I'm positive, and of course, being out in the media, it doesn't take much for people to find out that I'm positive. I, I blurt it out everywhere, everywhere I can. Um, yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's on my Facebook, it's on my any page you go to, and website, anyway. But I still find that there's folks my age, and I'm 41, who don't know, gay men who don't know about prevention and protection. Um, are we? I, I don't know. I, I sometimes feel like we put, we we give people too much credit that they're gonna find out on their own. There's Google, folks. You can just Google the stuff. Um, are we giving people who are not positive too much credit, and we need to really educate them all over again? Um, you know, I think there is a core gay demographic that needs to be re-educated. Um, I also, um, you know, I and I hate I hate to bring up the word stigma and gay in the same sentence, but unfortunately, I am seeing much much more elevated risky behaviors uh, among gay men um, than heterosexual guys or, you know, whatever these other, you know, uh, groups that we break up into, um, where the virus is now becoming more popular among our, our demographic. And it's kind of like, why are we killing off our own lifestyle culture? Right. I don't want to say killing off because really you can live a very long healthy life with right. HIV with the right meds and the right diet and exercise and you know the right positive thinking and all that but why would we pass something on so so heart-wrenching right. well it's a it's um, a Russian roulette game that you play when you don't ask the right questions or you don't listen, protect yourself yeah. yeah three beers later you get home you want some dick in your ass you don't care if the condom's there and not that's it who the fuck cares yeah excuse the language no, yeah. but that's really what it comes down to and um, how do we change that perception uh, and to be honest with you I don't know if I have an answer for that uh, I don't know I guess that'll be the $25,000 question is how do we in 2012 start making some changes or what message do we need to put out so that people can start making their own changes um, Yeah. I, I guess we'll, that's the, that'll be the question that stumps us uh, for a while. Yeah. Um, so what's next for Daniel Barr? So I'm, I come, I'm on this mission to reclaim the lost legacy that I lost in 2002 as a result of my HIV diagnosis, the Project Alive. And I am now looking for um, funding partners to fund the big escape 
that was um, at the backbone of this production, which was me getting into a human-sized fish tank with 1,000 piranha. Wow. While restrained in a straitjacket, 90 seconds to escape before I'm man flesh eaten alive. So uh, there's actually a little video that I talk about it up on my website now. And um, so my hope is that um, after I create this one escape, that every year after I will attempt one new major elevated death-defying escape to show another year of living free from HIV awesome. and then nothing can hold me back. So it's not just me living this little dream as a Woo, fabulous escape <laughs> artist all tied up, you know, living in the world of S&M, sorcery, magic, um, you know, uh, <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that, um, you know, I, I am going to live an incredible full life that nothing is going to stop me at this point. Um, and the symbolism behind the piranha peril escape, the first one from the piranha, is like, I have beaten off all the mean fish that hold the stigma against me and I can get out and I've conquered this. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, so that's, that's what I'm working towards now. So, I mean, with my new speaking programs and I have a new show that opens up in New York here in May. Uh, you want to tell us where that show is? Um, it's, it's, uh, well, the theater is, we're tentatively in discussion with the theater, so okay. there'll, there'll be details up on my site, we'll be making some announcements to my blog and stuff. Um, but I know, uh, over this weekend I got a call from the National Association of People with AIDS. Yes. Uh, the Vice President Stephen, he called me, and, uh, I believe they might be flying me down to Dallas the week of April 10th to the 14th. Awesome. Uh, to perform. I have it, the, my new show, Beyond Belief, so they're actually going to get a sneak peek of the show. Okay. Um, so anyway, I, I, I'm looking for, you know, you have a conference, you have an event, you, ha you have a place that's looking to do a charity event. I, I'm, I'm the man. I am the man with the talent, the voice, the face. Um, not looking to stand up on the pedestal, but really about bringing all of our voices and faces together. Let's create Sweet. some magic. So let's that's go what's... down the list. What's your blog? So the blog is, um, everything actually can, can be found right on my website, okay. livingpositively.com. And, and say that again? Uh, you, what's that? Say the name of, the, of your page again? Uh, the website is livingpositively.com. So livingpositively.com. Okay. Positively is spelled P-O-Z. Okay. And they can connect with you on there for everything. Your Twitter, yeah, you your can Facebook. Get my, uh, you can get my Facebook, my Twitter, my YouTube. Um, it'll give you the link to my magic website. My Houdini website is me as an entertainer. Uh, it'll get you to my blog. Um, uh, yeah, it'll, it, it, you know, definitely want to hook up with me on Facebook. we got a lot of fun on my page going on. Um. <laughs> yeah, I just, well, I just hooked up with you last week, so I need to go back and, and go through your page. Um, yeah, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, before I let you go, um, what message, uh, I really like the way you, you express yourself, what message can you give somebody who is newly diagnosed and really doesn't know that there's life after being positive? Um, grieve. Grieve your diagnosis. Grieve it, but don't grieve it alone. Okay. Grieve it. I, I get it. It's going to be horrifying. It's shocking. You don't want to talk about it. But do not go through it alone. Find an HIV support group. I absolutely highly suggest find an HIV support group. I set an example of what happens when you don't. You get lost. You get you throw yourself into the dark corner of the world, and you feel like you're going to lose all hope. Yeah, and definitely I mean, I, getting lost in drugs and alcohol is not going to make it any better. 
it's it's not or wherever your own depression or or whatever you know whatever whether it's mental illness or whatever's going on in your life go get help confide in a best friend if you have one um you know it's i'm telling you there is so much to live for hit me up on facebook if you're newly diagnosed there you <laughs> go hit me up, privately message me uh or you know i i i will listen um so we're, you know, I'm here for you. There, there are people out there for you, and uh, there is a lot to live for. There's a lot to live for. So. Awesome. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for being uh, my first East Coast uh, guest. Everybody that I've had on the show so far are my friends that I, uh, I, I invite them over, and then they get on my show. But thank you so much for the message. It is awesome. Uh, I'm so proud of you, and I'm, I'm proud to be a friend now. And I look forward to your visit to the West Coast so I can check out your show. Um, yeah, let's let's hook something up. Let's do something. Any any idea if you have any trips coming out here? Uh, out in the West Coast, I, I'm not too sure of, um, but uh, certainly there's a lot of organizations out there, so I'll be looking to. Uh, oh, Vegas! It, Vegas is coming up with a new national conference. I have been in touch with them. Um, I think they would be at a loss if they didn't have an HIV positive magician in Vegas oh. for the new National AIDS Conference coming up. Awesome. So uh, that's pretty close to the west coast there. Well, keep me in mind if there's anything that I can do or that Put It Together can do uh, in, in an effort to help you with your message. We, uh, the show is here for you. So come back anytime. Cool. You have an open invitation. Uh, thank you again for being part of the show. And, uh, awesome. We'll see you next time. Yeah, Daniel, thank you so much, my man. All right, lots of love. So guys, that was Daniel Bauer. I hope you walk away with some really great information. Um, I hope it was useful. Make sure you catch him. Follow him on, on Facebook. Again, that's Daniel Bauer, B-A-U-E-R, Daniel Bauer. And hey, two Daniels are better than one. Uh, again, thank you, Daniel, for that wonderful interview. I'm, I'm so glad that I found you on Facebook and we connected and that um, you were kind enough to come on the show and talk. So again, if you know anybody who you think would be cool to have on the show and to bring him on, please let, give him my number um, and, and introduce him to the show. I'd love to have more guests. If you are active in HIV and AIDS, if you're active in the gay community, if you are active in uh, recovery as far as alcoholism and drug addiction, if you are a spiritual person and you have a special gift you want to share, Come on the show. Come talk to me. I would be more than happy to introduce you to uh, the Put It Together audience. And thank you. It's growing. It's it's really growing. Um, we were uh, the show was. Uh, I'm lucky enough to you know have been in the top numbers all week long. And this is thank you to you guys for listening. Um, I want to thank again our sponsors, Adam and Eve. Com. Go check out Adam and Eve, America's most trusted source for adult products. And they have everything there for you. I kind of have to say, I watch, I look over the site, and uh, as a gay man, I see some of these big boobed women, and I get a little excited. They're uh, they're definitely uh, hot. Um, so go check it out. I'm I, I don't know what else to say because I I literally blush as I am talking. But check it out. Uh, it's there for you guys. Adam and Eve, America's most trusted source for adult products. Um, I want to thank uh, the guys at Abnormal Entertainment. Thank you, Cam and Kevin, for allowing me to come 
on every week and put on these shows. Thank you so much. I want to thank the ladies over at the Chakra Shack. Thank you, Michelle and Jill, which actually I am the weekend guy now. So if you're in Laguna Beach, come by the Chakra Shack. I am the weekend guy. You will find me there Saturdays and Sundays and sometimes during the week. Come in and uh, I will help you and guide you through uh, getting the supplies and the things that you need. We have readers. We have our photography. We have candles. We have incense. Anything that you heart desires to connect spiritually. Stones, crystals, cards, books. Come on in. Visit me Saturday and Sundays here at the Chakra Shack. And the Chakra Shack is located at 397 North Coast Highway in Laguna Beach, California, 92651. Again, that's uh, the Chakra Shack, 397 North Coast Highway, Laguna Beach, California, 92651. 397 North Coast Highway. And the phone number there, folks, in case you want to call in, it's 949-715-6930. Uh, check out the website. It's also on the on, on Facebook, the Chakra Shack. Uh, and uh, become friends. You get 10% discount when you come in the store when you, you're a friend on Facebook. So make sure you check up on that. Um, I want to remind you about all the shows, and I'll give you a complete listing. Sundays, The Atomic Fall Society. Mondays, The Future of Man. Tuesday, Cinema Head Cheese, the podcast. Wednesdays, Put It Together and the BS Carnival. Thursday, Raise Your Spirits with Kevin Kevin. Friday, On the Way Down with Matt Grenier. And Unprotected Sports with Tony and the Lion. Saturdays, Kevin Hates Everything. And, uh, again, my show every Wednesday, new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure you catch those. Um, what have I forgotten? Um, cards. You know what? I'm going to leave the cards out this week, too, um, just because uh, I, I feel like uh, I, I'll have a better message for you next time. I want to do a whole show on spirituality and connecting and talk to you about incense and stones and crystals and oils and what you can use to connect better. So why don't we save that for next week? And hopefully I can bring on a guest that can give us a little more information on spirituality. Uh, I want to bring in a little bit of information about uh, December 21st, 2012, so we can talk about that. Um, also, I have my series, the on examiner.com. Yes, I know I'm all over the place. Examiner.com, go to that website and, and the search engine. You can check for Daniel Garza and you'll find all my stories. I'm working on one right now for April Walsh, who is a, uh, a singer. And she is sometimes found out here in the streets of Laguna Beach downtown singing live. And she's amazing. She's an amazing singer. I really enjoy what, uh, going by and, and listening to her. I was able to interview her and you'll be able to see that and many more interviews. You'll be able to go back and listen um, to some of the interviews, read the interviews with some of my guests. You'll be able to read an interview about with Michelle, uh, Eric, uh, Frank. I have interviews with all them, so make sure you go to examiner.com and anything that was missed out on the show, you can listen to. Uh, I'm sorry, you can read it. And remember, you all of these are archived, so you make sure that if you missed a show and you want to go back and listen to it, go back and. Um, listen to the shows uh, if you miss anything. So we're almost at that time where I say goodbye. Uh, thank you again to everybody who listens and pays attention and uh, sends me messages. And um, It's because of you guys that the show continues. It's because of you that I come to you every week. Um, please send me more suggestions. Please email me at um, 
abnormal pit at hotmail.com again that's abnormal pit for put it together at hotmail.com any questions any comments any information you extra you want on an email send an email to that find me on Facebook slash put it together um, remember to check us out on on stitcher promo code is put it together and anybody wanting to buy anything from uh, Adam and Eve remember my code is PIT POD pit pot and that's for put it together podcast so when you're on uh, Adam and Eve again I, I try to not go back to it but I have to admit I'm looking at it again I might be have to uh, I might have to order something uh, from the guys over at Adam and Eve if they don't send me a, a gift soon uh, daddy gets lonely sometimes so <laughs> I can't believe I just said that okay guys well I'm gonna leave you with one of uh, a little magical songs that this show is all about magic today and this is a little uh, throwback to a nine. Let me see, what year was this song? Um, let me find out for just one second. Hold on to that thought. Uh, okay, so this is um, a kind of magic by Queen, and it's from 1986. It was actually released June second, 1986, and um, quite. I guess it, it made sense that I would find this song. I mean, Freddie Mercury died of complications with AIDS, and uh, and then this song talks about magic, and this whole show has been about a magician and magic, and uh, so I'm going to leave you guys with uh, A Kind of Magic by Queen, and I'm going to let it go with that for the show. Thank you again for listening. Thank you, Abnormal Entertainment, and uh, guys, take all the information I gave you and put it together. I'll see you next week. Magic. It's a kind of magic. A kind of magic. One dream, one soul, one prize, one gold, one golden glass of what should be. It's a kind
to abnormalentertainment.com for podcasts, blogs, and videos. New content goes up every single day at abnormalentertainment.com.